0: Hi y'all, I'm Joe, your host in Cannabis Lifestyle Guide. So many people are finishing up dry January, and if you're one of them, kudos to you, my friend. Besides cutting out the alcohol, some also commit to cutting out the sugar, and some heavy cannabis users take the opportunity to cut out cannabis as a way to reboot their endocannabinoid system's tolerance of THC. I mean, you can only get so high, people. And then it just gets expensive. As for me, I'm not one for extremism. (laughs) Slow down. (laughs) The all or nothing approach doesn't work for me. I prefer a nice balance. And my casually baked notion of living really extends to all areas of my life. Now, don't get me wrong. I haven't always been this mature. (laughs) There have been times in my life when I raged too hard for too long and wasn't kind to my body for days or weeks at a time. I know. When we're young, those feelings of alcohol or drug induced agony disappear with the hair of the dog and we jump right back up. But as we age, the longer and harder we fall. For the past four years, I've felt a significant change in how my body receives and processes alcohol. An evening bottle of wine ritual that I had for years has now faded to an open bottle of wine claiming real estate on my kitchen counter all week long. Now, I may go a week or 10 days without alcohol, not even realizing it. But my desire to relax, unwind, and get to an alternate state of being every day Uh, Excuse me, that hasn't changed. But my way of getting there certainly has. If you're looking for ways to decrease your alcohol use or dependency without compromising on experience, this podcast is for you. We'll explore the California sober lifestyle and stock the bar with new cannabis-infused drinkables and non-alcoholic options to diversify your social experience. So what do you say? Are you ready to redefine "Happy Hour with me? It's five o'clock somewhere, and that means it's time to get casually baked. I got the, of wine, the high I got the West coast smoke but just take one It's a new decade, and more people are flirting with sobriety. For many, it's the expansion of self-awareness, you know? Getting in tune with our bodies and the planet and the plants, animals, and other humans that occupy it with us? When you go to the effort to be conscious and connected, you instinctively have less desire to treat yourself like shit. That's why California sober is a popular concept. Though there's disagreement on what substances make the cut, the general concept of Cali-sober is abstaining from hard drugs— and maintaining perspective and connection while imbibing on cannabis and or moderate amounts of alcohol. California sober acceptable for me personally includes cannabis, microdosing psychedelics, and moderate alcohol intake. Not only do I function like shit with a drug or alcohol hangover, but I've got hella responsibility these days and I can't call in sick. Now, I take full responsibility. I chose this life as crazy as it is right now, and I enjoy it. And that's the whole point. My creative projects and time are precious. So partying like a rock star on a mission to get fucked up simply doesn't interest me anymore. I'd much rather be high on life than wasted. Now, if you're vibing with that notion, let's consider the alternative to boozy evenings and celebrations. By applying technology from pharma into cannabinoid-infused products, companies are producing quite an array of cannabis drinkable options, providing a relatively quick onset comparable to getting that buzz off your first drink at happy hour. The first options on the market were rudimentary and loaded with sugar to mask the bitterness of the cannabinoids. Although, I will say that I've been a fan of Lagunita's Hi-Fi Hops since it launched back in June of 2018. At its core, Hi-Fi Hops drinks like a beer, but there's zero alcohol in it. It tastes refreshing because it's sparkling water and it has no calories or carbs. On a hot summer day, Hi-Fi Hops is my substitute for beer. Although I can't drink very many of them. I'll keep it stocked in my fridge when I can buy it affordably by the six-pack. Until then, it's about $11 a pop after tax. So for now, it's more of a summer treat than a bar staple for me. But the industry is dialing in fast, and over the past four or five months, I've found other low and no sugar options that really taste great without the extra calories and crap. And the new drinkable products are low dose, which means you can control your high while enjoying a couple of drinks. In fact, you can get your cannabinoid mixology on, creating your own blends of THC, CBD, flavors, and textures. You can find still or sparkling water in a whole mess of flavors infused with CBD, THC, or both, and neutral-flavored water-soluble THC. Cannabis-infused non-alcoholic wine and spirits, infused bitters, honey, tea, coffee, juice, The variety of formats on cannabis drinkables add a fun dimension to my home bar setup. I've been so excited about drinkables that I was really surprised the other day when I saw a guy ranting on social about how dumb he thought they were. I wondered, like, have you ever stopped to think about this? In case you haven't given it much thought either, here are some of the reasons why Jopra loves drinkables. Drinkables. Drinkables are a great way for non-smoking newbies to explore cannabis, and they're a great alternative for someone like me when I can't or don't want to combust. Like most California sober types, I love to wake and bake while enjoying my coffee. If you don't enjoy smoking in the morning, you can substitute an infused coffee into your day. Somatic makes a great one here in California. Or get that mojo working with the CBD-infused cold brew. Good Day is a beverage brand using hemp-based CBD, so they can ship to all 50 states. And besides cold brew, Good Day makes a citrus sparkling water and a chamomile herbal tea. No matter how you start your day, caffeinated or herbal, hippie speedball or hemp CBD, you can make every day a good day. Another reason I love drinkables is that they're discreet. Since it doesn't smell like weed, nobody knows what you're drinking. Unless, of course, you tell them. That said, be careful not to leave a cannabis-infused beverage unattended around the kiddos or at a party. Things might get weird. Another thing I like is that a drinkable has a faster onset than an edible. We're talking roughly 10 to 20 minutes versus 45 minutes to an hour and a half for an edible. To me, the onset pacing of drinkables feels consistent with that of alcohol. So when I'm connecting with friends that drink alcohol while I'm drinking cannabis, we get to our chillax and sweet spot, seemingly doing the same thing. But I know it's different because I'm not going to get drunk, and I'm going to feel fresh and motivated in the morning instead of hungover. Another benefit it's social. You don't have to alienate yourself on a balcony or backyard or join the cigarette smokers when it's freezing cold or sweltering hot outside. Stay where you are. Don't miss a thing or feel isolated while you do you. I went to a California sober event this month hosted by Lush for Life, a Bay Area events company doing cool shit. They had a delish vegan spread and mocktail stations hosted by different cannabis beverage companies. I invited a girlfriend of mine who does not work in the cannabis space, but does dabble in the casually-baked lifestyle. It was her first cannabis-infused event, and she loved it. It seriously was like going to a booze-free happy hour. Everyone had a great time, and none of us woke up with hangovers. Another bonus, in my mind, is that it's easier to manage your psychoactive experience with drinkables than with edibles. Because you'll feel it faster, you won't overdose yourself. And if you feel too high, you can drink a 5 or 10 milligram CBD-only beverage to counter the effects relatively quickly. Some tasty options I'm into right now are the Daytrip Hemp CBD Sparkling Waters. You can find them at some California grocers, or you can purchase Daytrip online. There are four flavors that taste great, lemon-lime, cherry coconut, pineapple, and tangerine, and they all make excellent mixers. Speaking of mixers, I enjoy playing with alcoholic, non-alcoholic, CBD, THC, and herbal combos. If you stock your bar with basics, you can start getting sophisticated in your mixology. For example, while living in Italy, I fell in love with my afternoon Aperol Spritz during aperitivo. I always have Aperol, and now, Artet is its cannabis infused companion in my bar. Unlike traditional aperitifs, Artet is non alcoholic and cannabis infused. Each batch is a blend of cannabis and eight botanicals that work in harmony. I make a modified Aperol spritz by using Artet, plain sparkling water, and a splash of Aperol. And I garnish it with whatever citrus fruit I have on hand. And I totally dig it. I'm consuming way less alcohol plus getting a microdose of THC. Okay, now after all this drinkables talk, I will admit I'm one of those people that wants to smoke while I drink. I like the ritual of it. With drinkables, since I'm regulating my THC intake in a microdose format, I'm confident to smoke a joint, hit a pipe, vape concentrate, and I'll enjoy that boost in my high without incident. And I wouldn't be a good cannabis lifestyle guide if I didn't wave a red flag here by what I just said. By incident, I mean that drinking alcohol and consuming cannabis can leave you cross-faded if you're not seasoned at the drinking, smoking, and joking combo. I've been doing it for over 20 years, and I'm pretty sure it runs in my family. And I'm known to forget my advanced tolerance sometimes. And I've lost a few of my friends to the throne. And by throne, I mean puking in a strange toilet hating their decisions, and most likely me. So before you mix the trifecta of alcohol, cannabis drinkables, and smoking cannabis, I want you to give yourself a good long look in the mirror and make your next decision wisely. The heroes at the party, they're the ones who are social, handle their shit, clean up after themselves, and don't stay too late. And I've never seen a cross-faded person check off any of those boxes. Now that I'm done raving about drinkables, I'll tell you the biggest negative. The shit's expensive. We're talking roughly $5 a can for hemp CBD beverages and roughly $10 for THC and CBD single-serve drinks. I still get sticker shock and I know what to expect. And we have to keep in mind, scientists, I know that we're also paying for the technology that makes drinking cannabis possible. And the special can lining that it takes to make sure the active ingredient doesn't get stuck to the side of the can. These are all kinds of technical challenges that come with making infused beverages. But the good news is that as the beverage segment of the industry grows in popularity and product production ramps up, then we should find some pricing relief as consumers. Another thing that will help bring costs down is that most major beverage companies in North America are dabbling in cannabis beverages. There are about to be so many options, pricing will have to get competitive. I read that Mike Tyson launched Dwink, a line of CBD-enhanced water and fruit-flavored beverages, whose name, yeah, you got it, Dwink, is monetizing his trademark lisp. That's a great example of someone letting a quote-unquote flaw work for them. <laughs> Dwink. D-W-I-I-N-K. Way to go, Mike. Arizona ice Tea has signed a licensing agreement with Denver-based cannabis company Dixie Brands to manufacture and distribute canna-drinks under the Arizona label. Big booze distributors are investing heavily in the sector. Heineken owns Lagunita's Hi-Fi Hops that I like. Constellation Brands, which owns Corona Beer, Robert Mondavi Wine, and Svedka Vodka, they're investing billions in Canopy Growth, a mega Canadian cannabis producer that's creating non-alcoholic cannabis-infused drinks. Molson Coors is partnering with Canada's Hydrotherapy Corp on something similar to the other guys. The drinkable segment is about to explode. When I was a kid, I was mixing drinks at a young age. In our game room, there was a pool table, a bumper pool table, darts, a jukebox, and a stereo, and of course, a bar setup. So my four sisters and I would play long branch. We converted our game room into a honky-tonk and took turns developing our hostessing, bartending, singing, and entertaining skills. Our parents were our only regular customers, and we were thrilled when they had friends come over. I mean, the bar's always more fun when it's busy, right? And we got to make more drinks. This is what child-rearing looked like in the 80s, people. But I can't for the life of me remember if they were good tippers. They'll tell me they were. (laughs) As an adult, I still enjoy hostessing, bartending, singing, and entertaining, But these days, when I gather friends for a smoke sesh, I'm mixing up mocktails. And I really enjoy incorporating some of the non-alcoholic spirits. Garden 108 by Seedlip is a distilled non-alcoholic spirit that, when mixed with tonic or lime sparkling water, can satiate that hankering for a gin and tonic. And if you want to get a little bit altered, you can include a few milligrams of a THC liquid additive, like ALT that won't disrupt the flavor of your drink. Or you can splash in some infused bitters. My friends at Humboldt Apothecary do a nice job with their new winter bitters. And the cool thing about ALT, which stands for Advanced Liquid Technology, is that it comes in small five milligram vials with each milligram measured on the side of the tube. They're convenient to toss in your purse or put into your pocket when you're heading out for a social function. I will say that it's very hard to only pour a small amount, though. I kept trying to pour two milligrams for a friend's drink and would pour almost four milligrams. So if you're sensitive to THC or you're making a drink for somebody else who is and you're looking to only use, say, one or two milligrams, then I recommend using a pipette or dropper or syringe of some sort to pull out the exact amount you want. But it can easily turn any beverage into a mocktail. A lot of times during the day, I'll dilute my kombucha with a flavored sparkling water. And if I'm feeling frisky, just add the Alts liquid cannabis. Super, super easy. I like to add fresh fruit or herbs at the end to, you know, zhuzh it up and make it more cocktail y. Remember, it's not going to be exactly like drinking alcohol so your brain might appreciate that visual cue of a lemon wedge or a lime in your rocks glass. I will say with certainty that drinkables offer you a great way to get creative with cannabis. So get in there, and you do you, boo. But here's one highly responsible suggestion. I encourage you to start the experiment at home. With you being in charge of your dose, sip on a couple of infused mocktails in the evening— And then be mindful of what time you go to bed and how you sleep. As we age, people that drink in the evening typically wake up around 2 or 3 in the morning and then have trouble falling back asleep. Cannabis mocktails can be a game changer if you're one of those people. And if you're the type that has trouble falling asleep, cannabis mocktails might be a game changer for you too. They certainly did help me in that category. But my favorite part is that they can remedy hangovers from my life and yours. So cheers to that. Salute. I'm happy to help you stock your bar with some tasty cannabis-infused and non-alcoholic beverage options. I'm sharing some of my favorites in the Podcast 121 show notes at casuallybaked.com. I'll also include recipes so you can start experimenting with your own version of California Sober. And if you have a favorite cannabis-infused beverage that you're digging on these days, leave a comment in the show notes. Or, of course, you can always catch me on social. I'm at Casually Baked on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You can share a picture of your favorite mocktail and uh, tell me what the recipe is. I encourage all of the Casually Baked tribe to share what you know, share the love. And speaking of, if you are out in your community and you're sharing the good word and you're helping people understand microdosing and cannabis for wellness and how to not be shameful about loving cannabis and you're needing some educational materials, head on over to casuallybake.com look at the store. If you order education materials, I'll make sure and send goodies to you and your group. If you have a group and you can't afford the prices that you see, I try to charge what I'm worth, but I'm willing to negotiate to help out other people. So don't be shy and don't go without because you're afraid to ask for what you want. That, my friend, is a lesson in life in general. All right. And you know what? Now I'm going to ask you for what I want. Ask your can of curious questions. Send me a note. Subscribe to the newsletter. Subscribe to the podcast because downloads, my friend, are game changers for me. What else do I want? I want you to not hide our relationship in the closet. If you love me, tell your friends about me. <laughs> yes, if you get value out of the time we spend together, Please support my efforts by becoming a podcast patron at patreon.com/backslash casually baked. Another easy way to show love and appreciation for the work I do is to rate and review the podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. If you're picking up what I'm putting down, Puff Puff, pass it on. Mm Casually Baked the podcast was created, recorded, and produced by yours truly. Editing and sound design are in the capable hands of Arnav Gupta. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album Gotta Get Back wherever you're buying your music these days. I know he didn't create High Time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out.